Good morning and welcome to Summer Breakfast. You're with James Magnuson and Michael Karianis. To those of you listening through SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, we're live from Manly Beach. Come and say hello. It's all for Shore and Partners Financial Services Summer of Surf Series. Uh, we've been taking in the views this morning, MC. The sun's coming up over mm. Shelley Beach. There's surfers out, there's runners out. You've been out for a surf already. Uh, we've been looking up your rankings online for Greek surfers. We think you may be the number one Greek <laughs> surfer in the world currently. So that was exciting. I was pretty impressed uh, with you. your moves. Yes, thank you. Uh, now, let's get to NRL. Mm. The world of NRL never sleeps. It is summer, but uh, we're excited to talk some NRL news. You've got some breaking news, have you? Well, a bit of bit of news regarding the Warriors. And um, apparently, Sean Johnson was spotted in a moon boot at Warriors training this week. Obviously, the veteran half. Look, I don't think it'd be anything too serious at the moment with the kickoff still, you know, months away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sean Johnson in a moon boot. What does that mean for the Warriors? Uh, it's hard to know, depending on. I, I, like, he'd be a, We're still, what, two and a half yeah, months away? Yeah, he'll from, be right to start the season. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was during the season, be a concern. They've got a lot of depth in the, in the halves now with Metcalf and Chanel Harris-Tavita there. Um, so they're, they're, they're well equipped in the halves to Mario Martin uh, as well. So, so got, you said they've got depth, but they've got one less depth. With no Ronald Which is Volkman. no Ronald Good Volkman. segue, yes. And it was interesting because Shane Flanagan spoke publicly for, for the first time um, about uh, Ronald Volkman yesterday, and this is what he had to say. I feel terrible for the young bloke. He's got to have surgery, but you know he did injure himself when he was at the Warriors. Didn't we do our due diligence with scanning him properly? Um, you know, the, the, our physios and medical department checked him over. Um, we did some drills with him and realised that there wasn't something right. We got scanned. So, did they do their due diligence? Well. Don't you do that before you sign him and before, particularly before you announce a signing publicly? Yeah, I think they've admitted the Dragons yesterday that they probably got the timings wrong, I guess, in the fact that, you know, they announced it publicly. Um, he was photographed at training by the club's official, you know, media outlets um, and posted on their on their social media. And um, I guess if they had their time over and lessons learned for, from this would be is that you just don't announce anything publicly until you've lodged the contract with, with the NRL. Um, now, how stringent would these medicals be? And, and when would they normally be performed? Is it before the Warrior, he signs a release with the Warriors? or it, it generally depends on the player's history as well. If, if they're signing a player that's known, like Jack Bird, right? When they signed Jack Bird, he underwent proper medical, like a, a, a in-depth medical before the Dragons even entertained making him an offer. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a private medical... Um, that they did at parks and then, uh, you know, and, and then physio rooms and doctors and the like. So they underwent a massive, because they knew, and it was a highly public uh, medical history that Jack Bird had. With the run-of-the-mill player um, that hasn't had, you know, too many serious complications, I'm, I'm assuming it's just a, a, a regulation medical that, yeah. that they go through. And but for look, Ronald Volkman, it was two screws loose in his shoulder from a previous yeah. shoulder reco. yeah. Yeah, and, and be the first thing they do is lift the shoulder, have a roll of and it. Like. I guess it's because it happened over Christmas too. Yeah, I think, and and the fact that he was based in New Zealand, whether or not they these were all contributing factors to the the normal process, I'm not sure. But there's no doubt that um, what the Dragons should have done is before they announced it, they met him, undergone that physical, checked his shoulder straight away, and gone, mate, 
something's not right here. And there's no doubt that what the Dragons are saying is that the fact that, you know, he picked up this issue while he was a Warriors player. So what are the ramifications now for Ronald Volkman? We still don't know because mm. the Dragons have essentially washed their hands of him. Yeah, From a physical point of view, they said they'll still provide the mental support. Have the support RLPA come out and commented on this yet? They're looking at it. They have said that they're looking at it. Um, and they want to get all the documents in terms of time frame and timelines and, you know, who knew what at, at times and, and the like. So um, it is something that's going to drag on for the next couple of weeks. And as I've said a couple of times this week, it's going to be an interesting test case because you've got a young kid uh, without a club uh, who pays his medical costs, who pays his rehab, uh, who pays for the operation, let alone what his playing future is like. He did get some money. A significant money from the Warriors to, to uh, as a payout for the final two years of his deal. So he ha- does have some income stream there, but um, it's less than what he would have been a- anticipating uh, had he uh, that deal with the Dragons gone ahead. Again, there's just this stark contrast of Corey Allen, who signs with the club, must have done his medical, then does his ACL yeah. like the next day, and no dramas there for him because he'll get paid, he'll get his rehab yeah. done, all of that. Yeah, because he was a full-time official Dragons player signed yeah. before Christmas and then did his ACL at, at training last week. Uh, all right, so you've done a preview of each NRL team. Now you're going to do a whole NRL 2024 season preview. What are you going to start with? Is this a ladder? You're yeah, going to give us one I, through I'm going 17. to give you a ladder. Okay. Which is a little bit difficult, but... I'll bring this audio back <laughs> up in, uh, in September. Uh, should I start top, bottom, bottom, top? Start at the top, I reckon. Start at the top. Start so, one down to 17. So my top eight... Um, Penrith. In order? In order. Okay. Penrith, Roosters, Broncos, Manly, South Sydney, Melbourne, Newcastle, and the Sharks. Okay. Then outside the top eight. The Warriors, Cowboys, Eels, Dolphins. And I I find those ones really hard. Uh, I think they're probably um, sides that, that can make the top eight between... You know, that, that 6 and 12th, I think there's a, a cluster. And these are the sides I, I don't give any chance of, or I give minimal chance of making the 8. Canberra, Bulldogs, Gold Coast, Dragons, and Tigers. Okay. So who's in and out from last year's final series? So uh, I've got the Warriors out. Yep. Which is tough. Which yep. is a hard... Uh, we, we, it's going to be a hard year to back up for the Warriors because they all played out of their skin last year. This is going to be the first test, I think. Well, not the first test, but... Um, the you coach know, is going to be yeah. really put under the pump this year. I've got South Sydney in, so only one change. Yeah. Um, and I no find Cowboys. I just think Cowboys squad is so strong. I had the Cowboys. So the one that I struggled, I really didn't. The Sharks was the one that I, I really struggled putting my eight. And yeah. I had him in, I had the Cowboy, and then I flipped him, and then I flipped him again. And it was just one of those ones where, you know, it was a real 50 50 coin toss for mine. Uh, the Knights, you know, there are obviously some questions there. If Kalen Ponga can maintain or get close to that level again if he does yeah. well they'll be in the top eight if he doesn't then you know that they'll fall out of out of that eight so I, I think the cowboys will be the improvers i think the dolphins will improve and then you've got Parramatta as well we've got a lot of x factors as we see the great brent reed walk through shirtless looking, see you ready looking jacked he's been on the weights <laughs> uh all right who are your grand finalists then for 2024 i'm gonna have the roosters v penrith Boring. Boring. Yeah. But what are you thinking? You, you I'm thinking Roosters Broncos. Roosters Broncos. Yeah, yeah I, I think um, I think the Broncos are the team to beat. Just because Penrith have lost a few um, have lost a few players again, 
The Broncos pretty much. They I lost mean, a Ka- few. Capewell, Flegler, and Farnworth. True, true. But I just think that most of their squad has got upside. Maybe they do. They definitely do. Penrith have, have no doubt, you know, played to their potential the last three years. Yeah, and um, had a but, good run uh, with injuries, Penrith. Yeah, um, I think the Roosters that. I do this every year. Last year, I tipped the Roosters to win the comp, uh, and they didn't even make the eight, so who knows. Uh, all right, your premiers out of the Panthers and, and Roosters. Where are Roosters? Roosters. Mm. Can't win four, I reckon. Buyer beware. <laughs> <laughs> Buyer beware. Uh, Dalian Player of the Year. Ryan Pappenhausen. Oh, I love that. Just a bit of feel-good. I think, um, you know, I think everyone... It was one of those few moments where you watch a game of, of footy and a player gets injured and you just feel sad. Yeah. Like, when when he got injured, I was at home watching the game and I I felt bad. Like, I don't know Ryan at all. Like, I've had, a, you know, minimal dealings with him and he's always been good to deal with and really polite and the stuff like that. But he's not a player that I would say I'm close to. And then when he went down, you just felt flat. I felt fat, flat for the rest of that day. So I saw a report the other day that he's going to be good to go for round one. Um, he's back running now. Uh, how do they fit Fayolongo into that side yeah. if Pappenhausen is firing again? Well, Nick Meaney was shifted to the centres. Yes. So, and I think he's he's such a good player, Nick Meaney. Underrated. I, I think he's been a great buy for them. So he'll be in the centres. I think Fayolongo will, will start at 14. And then if there's any injury in the back line between Fayolongo and Nick Meaney, they'll shift. So Harry Grant needs to play 80 minutes at Harry, hooker? Yeah, and he should. He needs to play 80 minutes. Like, he's an 80-minute hooker. Um, and he fell away at the back end of last year, but I, I think that Falongo can play that 14 like we saw with Pappenhausen when he first came onto the scene um, and, and play that, that similar role that, that Pappenhausen did uh, for the Storm. Just on that 14 role and, and Harry Grant playing 80 minutes, I think it's going to be a really interesting year to see how that hooker position develops because at the speed of the game at the moment and Speaking as a Bulldogs fan and watching Reid Marnie last year, he was playing 80 minutes most game, but he was just gas. He was, he was making it, yeah. 50, 60 tackles. By the end of the year, his form dropped away because yeah. of the, the impact on his body. I, I just, I've got this feeling that maybe the 80-minute hooker role is done, particularly seeing what Harry Grant and Ben Hunt do at a representative level. Um, Harry Grant and the Cheese were so effective at Melbourne. Um, even, you know, Mitch Kenny wasn't playing 80 minutes for the Panthers. Uh, yeah, Walters it, wasn't playing 80 minutes for the, for the Broncos. Maybe that role has changed now. It's just hard because you can't carry a, an out-and-out hooker on your bench anymore. Yeah, um, because they've got of, to be a utility. They've got to be a genuine... Like, say, the well, Bulldogs, good for the Bulldogs. We've, <laughs> we've got 13 utilities at but the you club. Know, like so someone like sweet. Kurt Mann's perfect on the bench, right? Because yep. he can play... He, he, he can play number nine, but he'll be a 13 and can play anywhere in the back line if needed, right? But to play an out-and-out hooker on, on the bench leaves you short now with the concussion rules because you need cover in the outside backs. Um, yeah. So that that's where it gets a little bit tricky. But I think Harry Grant has shown that he can play 80 minutes. All right. So Fayolongo to play 14. 14. As a mix to fix it between him and Nick Meaney um, can float. And if they need a spark or some injection... You know whether he can sustain that, you know, twenty-minute period in the middle of the field. I don't know. He's not. He's not smaller than Ryan Pappenhausen was. We've got a number of clubs now with multiple fullbacks. Has there ever been more quality fullbacks in the game? I mean, you talk about the Titans. They're going to switch Brimson to the centres, so they can allow for Preston Campbell. Uh, sorry, Jaden Campbell, Jayden Campbell yeah. to play fullback. But then you're hearing all these reports out of the Titans that uh, Young Keeney mm. is absolutely brainy in preseason. He's a chance at fullback. They've got three. 
first grade standard fullbacks. Then you look at Melbourne, Pappenhausen, Fayalongo. Um, even at the Bulldogs, they're tossing up between Taff, Connor Tracy, and Stephen Crichton at fullback. Yeah. There's just a plethora of and them the around at the moment. You know, you could have Joey Minor there easily too. You know, if you if, oh, they've if got you, a dozen if, fullbacks. If you really Slowly. wanted to, yeah. If you really wanted to, so yeah, it is a, a strong position at the moment in, in the game, but. Yeah, it's interesting to see how all those combinations... Well, AJ Brimson at centre is going to be an interesting one for mine too because... Do you like it? I don't, but they need them both on the field. Really, I think one of them should I think one of them should be playing six and four and at seven. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, they, they seem quite set now though on tenor boy. Doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So that's what I'd be doing. I'd be having four and at seven running the side, which he can do and we know that he can, and having uh, you know, either Brimson, probably Brimson at six, I'd say. I'd say. Yep. And then a, a two really dynamic ball runners at your one and six. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah. Uh, all right, finally, your Dallium Coach of the Year prediction. Uh, if Manly finish in the top four, it's got to be Anthony Seabold. Yeah. That would be mine. So if, if, if Manly can, can Previous finish... Previous winner? Well, here's another... That's the other side that, that didn't make the eight last year that I've got in my top eight. So you had Raiders missing out Raiders well. missing out. Raiders yeah. Warriors miss. Yeah. Uh, Manly South's in. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, if Manly can fulfill all that talent that I think they've got and he finishes and they finish in the top four Anthony Seabold for coach of the year for mine I can't help but feel that you're making all these manly predictions because <laughs> we're down here at Manly Beach today and you're just trying to impress well, I the think locals you go, I think I said at the back end of last year publicly that Manly will finish the top four, four yeah alright a lot of happy faces around here at Manly listening to you say Manly will finish top four uh, alright we're here for Brighton's lawyers unable to work due to injury or illness contact Brighton's lawyers Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. You're with Michael Karianis and James Magnuson. We're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Now, you can call us throughout the show, 1300-01-1170. Go in the draw to win some great prizes. And we've got a call on the line. This is a regular MC, uh, Gary from Newtown. Morning, Gary. Good morning, James and Michael. I think the game's moved on from big forwards. Come September, you'll be sucking in the oxygen and they won't be able to maintain it. And I'm absolutely positive, going forward, it's a step then pass kick. And Brisbane's got two of them. So they've got plenty of points in them, Brisbane. All they've got to do is hold the opposition. All they've got to do. Not get on top, hold the opposition. Brisbane win the cup, my opinion. Big Nelson... Big Nelson from Melbourne, he's a liability come September. He's too big. Manly's pack's too big come September. There's no way in the world Manly can win this comp. Roosters, I don't see any points in the Roosters. Where's their points? Last last September, they accumulated 26 points in two games. 27 had to win the comp. Melbourne, I don't don't see where you come. I'll say this. You know Moses Leota? That's the yep. type of forward you've got to buy going forward. He's the man. I'd have two, three of them of him in my pack. All right. So you've written off the Roosters. You've written off Manly. Luckily, there's no ex-Manly legends down here at Manly <laughs> Beach today coming up later on the show. Uh, thanks, Gary. Yeah, agree. Look, smaller forwards are definitely more prominent in today's game. But uh, don't know if I'll write off Manly and, and Roosters just yet. All righty. It's time for a sports bet market update. Make it look easy with sports bet. Chances are you're about to lose. Mitchie Abaya from Sportsbet joins us. Uh, Mitchie, big day of Test match cricket. Uh, what's this one going to be done by? 9.30, 10 o'clock, you reckon? 
Morning, lads. Cheers, uh, wasn't Gary uh, passionate? But yes, uh, I think this one will be over and done very, very quick. Head to head Australia, a dollar oh oh five. West Indies two hundred and one to one, and the draws five hundred and one dollars. Uh, you can still bet top West Indies second innings run scorer Josh De Silva a dollar seventy six. Kirk McKenzie three seventy five. Shamar Joseph, who was good in the first innings at seven dollars. Alzari Joseph at ten and uh, Moti at nineteen dollars. But yeah, I think this will be done pretty quick. And uh, I don't know if we'll be seeing too much cricket action, which is disappointing when. We have five-day test matches. We want to see them go somewhat the length. What about the Big Bash, mate? What's on the cards there? Uh, Brizzy Heat versus Sydney Sixers. Brisbane Heat, $2.13. Who would have thought they'd be outsiders in this game? Um, a couple of weeks ago, they were tournament favourites. Sydney Sixers, $1.72. Top Brisbane Heat run scorer, Nathan McSweeney, $4.25. Josh Brown, $4.50, as is Matt Renshaw. And for the Sydney Sixers, Josh Philippi, three seventy. Dan Hughes, three eighty, and Curtis Patterson, $5.40. And then tomorrow, Perth Scorchers versus the Adelaide Strikers. Perth Scorchers favourites, $1.53. Adelaide Strikers, $2.52. And if you want to play into the Big Bash tournament winner for the outright market, Sydney Sixers are favourites at $2.40. Brisbane Heat, two eighty. Perth Scorchers, $4.20. And the Adelaide Strikers out to $8.50. And then, Mitch, we've got about a half a dozen NBA games on today. Are there any that stand out to you for value? Yeah, we do. Uh, look, I think Toronto Raptors against Chicago Bulls. I'm a Bulls man, and uh, I think Toronto have been very good. Obviously, Pascal Siakam uh, was traded the other day, and they were awesome um, When uh, the day after that. So $2.10 for them. Uh, Washington at $6 and no chance against uh, the New York Knicks at $1.13. Uh, I think Utah Jazz, they've been flying at the moment, coming up against Oklahoma City Thunder. So Utah Jazz, $2.34, OKC $1.61. And Indiana Pacers, three seventy up against the Kings, $1.28. Look, I don't think that they can uh, cause an upset. So there's probably a few shorties there you can include in multis. And there's, yeah, the Raptors at two ten, and potentially the Jazz at $2.34. But a stack of markets NBA-wise on the sports bet app. Uh, now, Mitch, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you are a greyhound expert. Is there anything coming up over the weekend? It's Friday morning, so it might be a bit early, but any dogs running over the weekend that you like the look of? Uh, there is Tarogan Cup Heats on tonight, so if you wanted to have a look at uh, Tarogan, there's uh, from race three to uh, eight, you'll have six heats of the Tarogan Cup. I'll be on course next week uh, for uh, that one, which will be a really good, uh, really good night. Um, can I, who can I find you? Let's go to uh, race seven, number six, Galachi, to return to his winning ways. Uh, he obviously won the Phoenix. Uh, I think he can uh, come back, yeah, back to winning form. Uh, and then we'll go an earlier race, race uh, five, um, number eight, past the buck. Graham's flying at the moment, $1.95. Uh, if it can get to the front, they won't catch it. Beautiful. Love your work, Mitchie. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll chat to you next week. You too, guys. Have a good one. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. All right. Remember, you can text us throughout the show, 0457 736 736. Couple rolling through here, MC. Uh, hi, boys. Steve from Maracnabil. Another totally unconvincing win by the Socceroos overnight. It's very hard to get excited about their chances in any comp they play in. So he's referencing the 1-0 win over Syria. Uh, I'm not exactly a soccer aficionado, but I wouldn't have thought Syria powerhouses in the football world. No, no. 
Uh, one from the Reptile here. G'day, Shaggers. Can just one of the clubs do the right thing by Volkman? Seriously, put the fight in the side and just do the right thing. You endure, endear yourself to rugby league fans. Says the Reptile. I just think St. George have so little depth in their halves. Wouldn't you just take a punt and say, we'll pay you minimum wage this year, fix the shoulder. It's probably a nine-month turnaround. He'd be back for the back after the year. I don't know. Have they got anyone better? Well, it's about roster spots too. If a guy's not going to play for the rest of the year, it is hard to carry a, a player that you're not sure about on your roster. Yeah. Uh, one from Michael. The Eels have both halves on over a million dollars a season and can't make the eight. Ouch. Well, they haven't not made the eight yet. No, not yet. Give them a chance. My word's not gospel, is it? Well... It's good as to me. <laughs> All right. Breakfast is thanks to Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Thanks, Vanessa. We're here for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We're live this morning from Manly Beach until 9 a.m. Come say hello. We're all here for Shaw and Partners Financial Services. They're the major sponsor of the Shaw and Partners Summer of Surf Series. It's a beautiful day for the Summer of Surf Series. And of course, Shaw and Partners are great supporters of the Manly Seagulls. They are the official sleeves and front of jersey sponsor for the club. And we've got a Manly legend with us right now down here at Manly Beach. Steve Beaver Menzies, welcome to Summer Breakfast. Well, welcome to Manly Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how good is it down here? You just jumped out of the surf. I saw you. What did you get in? About 5K on the oh, sand. Signed yeah. in autographs, 2. selfies. 2.2 autographs. 2.2 swim. You could have at least put a shirt on for this interview, <laughs> but we won't hold that against you. You're like I've got pants on. Hey, uh, <laughs> I saw one of your for, former teammates uh, walk past before. Which Chuck one? Watmau. Yeah, he's he shredding. Yeah, he's, he's, he's looking good these days. It's, um, I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Mate, you... You didn't look. You didn't train this hard when you were playing. What, 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 what's going on? Hey, now we just had uh, Gary of Newtown call through before and say he, he wrote Manly off for 2024. Uh, Michael Carianis, however, reckons they're a top four side. Uh, and I, look, depending who's on the field, uh, i.e., Tom Trevojevic, I tend to agree. Um, what do you reckon for 2024, Beaver? Look, I'm excited. I think I'm excited to see Luke Brooks play. Yeah, um, Jackson Paulo, Tommy Talao. They've got some. You know, a couple of good additions. Uh, when they're fully fit, they can play. Mm. They can compete with the best teams. It's, it's a matter of, yeah. obviously they've got a gel, um, keeping everyone fit. I think, uh, yeah, as has been said, it's, it's pretty important. Um, but, you know, I think they can, they can compete with the best teams, which means that their top four is a possibility. A position that's near and dear to your heart's the back row. Contrasting players and, and different stages <laughs> of their career. You've got Olokowatu on one side, Schuster. On the other, uh, let's talk about Josh first. What do you, what can he do to? Can he be a strike edge back rower? Look, I, I think he can. Um, Seabs obviously sees that in him. Um, you know, there's uh, plenty of talk uh, about Josh Schuster. I think yeah, you know, he's an amazing talent. Some of the stuff that he does, um, you know, you don't see very often. Mm. Uh, it's just being able to combine that skill level <clears throat> with, you know, what else? What else the team needs? As in. Um, work rate-wise, etc., from the back row. But you don't have to do a 1,000 hit-ups. you just got to know your skill set um, yeah, and, and work around that um, yeah, and contribute to the team. But he definitely has some amazing skills, and um, I'm excited to see how he goes. What about Olakawata? Would you have loved an eight-year deal back in your day? Oh, eight years. I did get I got a five-year deal. Wasn't too um, off the back of a three-year deal. So it wasn't too bad. And a two-year deal before that. And you're still contracted to the club. Look at you. You're well, yeah. that's right. It should have been lifetime. Now, look, he's, you know, he's getting better and better, and, and the more um, 
yeah, this new deal, I think, will sort of really cement him. He needs to sort of become that leader player on mm. one of the edges um, and of the team. And it's, it's those type of players that you need to really step up and, and for these other kids that um, that are in the side. I say kids, but they're all, they're all young. But these other players say, follow me, boys. This is how you train. This is how you play. This is the work ethic. All these types of other things that your top players, um, the way they perform, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll do that. Do you think it adds an extra level of pressure? I think Ola Kawata was rumoured for eight years, $8 million, something like that. Maybe back-ended, but let's just say he's around about a million-dollar player. Schuess is around about an $800,000 player. There's certain expectations that come with that price tag, right? Yeah, and I suppose I just mentioned some of them. It's work ethic, it's determination, it's um, yeah, how you... Uh, act off the field. Yeah. You know, it's not just what you do in the 80 minutes on the field. There, there's other aspects to build team culture. Um, and, and when you're when you start get, getting up into that echelon of of income, you know, that's part of your role. That's what I see um, as part of your role. And these you know these guys obviously will uh, you know, hopefully step up to that. You're a guy that um, played late, like. Long into your, your 30s and, and the like, and you look at a guy like Daly Cherry Evans, who doesn't look like age is caught up with him whatsoever. What's it like at the back end of your career to maintain that that motivation? Well, it uh, d- depends what type of a player you are. You know, some players are sort of saying, "Well, this is now I can just cruise." And uh, yeah, the great players, you know, and obviously DCE is one of them. And and for me, when I sort of got to that. 34, 35, it was, right, I want to show these young guys that I can still play, that I can still compete. Yeah, and I think you just treat yourself yeah, a bit better off the field, as in, you know, mm. the, when I was young, the, the recovery and the post-match <laughs> wasn't the best because I didn't need to. And, yeah. You, know, yeah. you get a few more niggles and you just got to be more conscious of, you know, you know, prehab, rehab, those types of things. But I think the competitive players and the, the, the great players need to be competitive by nature. That... Yeah, you know, even the last you know overseas, I was a couple of months off forty, and yeah. it was I'm going to show these kids I can still do it, whether it be fitness or strength work. You're not going to compete with them with speed and things, but no, no, I've still got it. So when we come to onto the field, you've still got a few tricks. You you can still yeah you know, show them that they're um, that you can compete at that level, and yeah, you know, oh, that's last year is one of the best seasons I've seen Chess play. Yeah, you know, for it, sure. leadership. It's yeah, you know, his actual gameplay was was very good. But his leadership qualities, the way he trains, the way, you know, he's just, you know, he was amazing. And to, to be that age, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a credit to him. He's a phenomenon. The thing is, there's so few genuine halfbacks that you look at and think they could lead this team to a, a premiership. And Cherry Evans has got that <coughs> written all over him. So if Cherry Evans retires, you know, where do you look? I, I think Manly want him to play on for at least another year or two, right? Did he just sign an eight-year deal? <laughs> <laughs> Off the back of an eight-year. Yeah, look, it, it's... it's and, and then it becomes when these senior players, like Ortez, is playing some of the best football of his career. And it, in rugby league world, he's starting to get old. It's a really tough decision. Do we get a young guy in? He's not going to be the leader that Chez is. He might not even be the player that Chez is, mm, but mm. we've got to prepare for the future. But... The way Daly played last year, he could play for another two or three seasons, I think. Hey, MC, um, if I had to ask you, who do you reckon Beaver would have roomed with in State of Origin? I'll give you one guess. Who do you reckon? Oh, Joey. 
Worse. <laughs> this speaks to the patience of this man. So believe it or not, Beaver was roommates with Willie Mason. Oh wow! How's the patience? I mean, did Willie? Well, didn't have a choice. For did starters. he sleep? Well, I think they just sort of said, "Look, you have to." They needed a common influence around him. Well, right? yeah, the yin and the yang. I get on very well with Willie. He's he's a. Uh, he says what he thinks. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he's a great guy, Willie. It's love him or hate him. He's he's a great man. He says what he believes and he stands for it. Um, but yeah, you know, look, you need a bit of calm with the the crazy. So I think we're, sort of, we're even each other we're out. about seventy percent crazy in that. Room. What about when you went away in Australian team? So was your roommate? Uh, I had Brad Clyde when I first went over. Room with Freddie a um, couple of times. It, it's you, you get lots of different people. Mm. Um, they're all, they're all different. Look, it's it's you get them with everyone, mate. Like it's it's, it's always good fun. Was Brad Clyde someone you modelled your game off a little bit? Well, he was you know a, a childhood hero. Yeah. You know, when I was sixteen, seventeen, we used to watch Origins, and I had a Clyde thirteen on my back, and then a couple of couple of years later, you um. What's that like? It's surreal. Like uh, like I was, yeah, you know, when I was seventeen, eighteen, then um, Kangaroo Tour, I was. 21, uh, 20 turning 21 and they said you're rooming with Clyde and we're on the, the flight going over there I'm sitting next to Ricky Stewart and Mal Meninga's walking down there and Alan Langer and Brad Clyde and and all these your heroes that, that you sort of watched as a uh, as a teenager and then you room with them and you're a teammate and it's um, it, it's it's hard to get used to um, once you're on the field they're, they're just a player next yeah. to you and you're comfortable because that's that's what you do but it's um yeah, it's, it's it's very surreal. I didn't say my, I always tell the story. I sat next to Ricky Stewart. And I was, you know, so overawed by everyone. I I think I said three words to him. <laughs> <laughs> he is a scary man, though. At the best of times. Well, maybe if he's a coach, he might be a bit scared. As a player, yeah, he was a fierce competitor, and um, yeah, when you when you sit when you are a teammate of someone, um, it, it, it's. It's a bit different, uh, obviously, on the field. We've got a um, couple of texts here for you, Beaver. Uh, firstly, if Aaron Woods can get a development contract, surely Beaver can come back for one more season. I'm in. A development player? I'm in. Should have yeah. put my stats through from that swim this morning. <laughs> uh, another one from Mark. Does Beaver wear his headgear in the surf? Oh, I if it's dangerous. <laughs> like today, I wouldn't. Not today. Like, this is pretty calm. <laughs> hey, I uh, just wanted to ask you quickly about uh, the support of Shore and partners at the Manly Seagulls. Big supporters of the club, obviously. Yeah, Alan and Earl, especially, you know, big supporters of the, of the club. And like I said, I said, Surf Club, it's, um, you know, if you watch any of their Instagrams, it's always Surf Life Saving and um, great supporters of, of local community sport. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's great to see them involved here. Beautiful. Well, thanks for joining us, Beaver. We're live from Manly Beach today up until 9am. Come down and say hello. If you get here really quick, you might get a photo with the great Steve Menzies. Uh, we're all here for Shore and Partners Financial Services, who are the major sponsor of the Shore and Partners Summer of Surf Series. And, of course, as Beaver said, they are the great supporters of Manly Seagulls. Thanks a lot, Beaver. You're kicking me out. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> You're done. Yes, Hunter, no, get, put that headgear back on straight into the surf. Microphone drop. and drop. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us, Viva. All right, let's get to a break. Plenty more NRL tennis cricket after this on 1170 AM SEN. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with James Magnuson and Michael Karianis. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Our phone lines are open right now. Give us a call and have a chat with us. 1300 01 1170 is that number. 
Uh, heaps of texts coming through, MC. Text us through during this show, 0457 736 736. Uh, the Western Sydney Eagle says, I won a manly membership raffle and got to play golf with Beaver at Bayview. Top bloke and great day. Mm. He's a top bloke, he's isn't he? One of the good, one he's one of the good one ones. One of the greats on and off the field. Yeah, I think including uh, Super League, it was over 500 first-class games. Crazy. Insane. Yeah. Do you know he just turned 50? How fit does he look? He hasn't aged. He looks... He could pass as 40. Easily. Easy. Easily. Uh, when the Roosters have five into four with Manu, Suali'i, Young, Tupu and Smith, I think I can see some points, says Josh. That's <laughs> yeah. in relation to Gary that said where their points could have come from. And, you know, um, Tedesco's not in that list as well. And then you look at... Uh, I guess it's just the around halves. the halves, right? Points. Yeah, it's just around the halves to see if Kieran, that Walker combination can work. And if that Brandon's... is a question. Can that combination yeah. work? You yeah, think it can. it can? I think it can, yeah. And I think if... Um, who's at seven, who's at six? Oh, Sam Walker can run aside. Yep. Yeah. I think, um, and if Brandon Smith can start the year the way he finished the year, because he, he was terrible the first half of the year and then uh, found his feet in that last five or six weeks and, and finished strongly. And um, if they can get the same sort of service from him, then, then that becomes another threat as well. So, yeah, I think the Roosters are... They're always well poised. Yeah. Uh, we're talking beach etiquette early. Mm. Crisco says, biggest ick at the beach is smoking in the ciggy butts. No doubt. Agree. No you're, doubt. You're more of a vapor, aren't you, MC? No, Do you vape at the beach? No, I don't vape ever. Oh, well, what's that one in your pocket? Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having... <laughs> uh, Nathan says, Missile, you want no one around you at the beach, no one playing games and no one having fun. Jeez, it's hard to see why you never played a team sport. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, no, look. Um, what about tennis balls at the beach? And those balls, what's, what's your go there? I don't mind ball. Like, you know, growing up, I always played footy at the beach, but yeah. the beaches in Port Macquarie are pretty quiet. Mm. You couldn't do it at Bondi Beach. Looking here at Manly, there's a fair bit more sand. I reckon you could go ball sports at the beach in Manly. It's only 10 to 8. Yeah, true. True. It is an early morning spot, though, Manly, isn't it? The amount of people out here running. It's chockers. Does it yeah, make yeah. you feel... I, I, I feel a bit lazy sitting here talking when everyone's out running and swimming and surfing. Um, I want to get out there myself, MC. We might swim. Can I just ask, is it taboo to take your shirt off during radio? Because I am starting to cook <laughs> here in the sun. No other ring like yours. Hot. Maybe if I took my it shirt off. seriously hot. Uh, MC, I'll have a case of... Uh, I'll have a case on the Tigers finish higher than your Dragons. Okay. Says Fainty from Newcastle. Flick me an email or a message on Twitter, Fainty. You want to take that bet? Why not? You think your Dragons will finish higher than the I've Tigers? I've got no confidence in either side. and that, But is it, a, it is a fair bet. If it was any other side, I'd say no. Yeah, okay. So it's a fair bet. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's yeah two dollars either way. Yeah, so if they want to um, reach out to me, I, I we, we can do that. All right, DM on Twitter and MC will take you up on that bet. Uh, Neil says on etiquette, you got to take your thongs off before you walk on the sand. Why? I take my thongs off unless it's piping hot sand. Like I don't, I don't like walking with thongs on the beach. I think that's how you spot someone that's not from the coast when they walk onto the sand with their thongs. Main reason, like, you flick and sand a bum bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's usually a short sign. <laughs> They're on that 3-3 bus from Bondi Junction, uh, straight off the Bankstown line. Um, yeah, no, because when you wear thongs on the beach, you flick sand on people all yeah, around Yeah, you. I get it, but sometimes but also, the sand is hot. It also, it's just a bit of an ick. I'm, no, no, I, I'm not, I don't do it unless it's yeah. really hot sand. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's so fair. So you're all right with it? Uh, missile, I'm no maths genius, but adding on an extra day and still having one men's and one women's game after 7 p.m. still gives you the potential of eight sets of tennis. Regards, Brett. Well, look, I'm no maths man either, so I'm not going to delve too deeply into I know that. What, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I didn't say it. Brett said it. I know what Brett's talking about. Brett, what text us back, 0457736736. It's around adding an extra day and uh, late finishes. Okay. How do we fix that problem? I think it's, it's almost unfixable when you've got X amount of time. Yeah. to fit in an Australian Open that many rounds anyway uh, Mark says at the Australian Open I saw a video of Emma Navarro after her win signing autographs as they do but she's signing a bottle of beer and took a swig check okay. it out alright we'll we try and that find that footage weirdest things you know, I've, I've signed a couple of bras in my day people have thrown <laughs> bras on the pool deck to be signed Believe it or not, great stuff. All right, we're live here from Manly Beach today up until 9 a.m. Come down, say hello. We're here for Shore Partners and Financial Services, who are the major sponsor of the Shore and Partners Summer of Surf Series.